0: Everyone knows how to play poker. Poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, Get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play. Where to play. And how to play better poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again,
1: everyone, to another edition of Poker. Line, big Dave and Joe coming to you from South Florida as usual and bringing you another uh, show of discussion as we talk about things in the world of poker. Uh, we did finish the big tournament down here and I wanted to kind of, kind of wrap that up last week. We might make a couple of comments on that down here at the Seminole Hard Rock, but people are kind of turning their focus ahead. Really, the only thing going on is uh, Phil Hellmuth against Daniel Negreanu. They played their second match. And Phil wins again. Uh, A lot of people thought that uh, Negrano should have been installed as a huge favorite. Many people bet on him, but uh, Phil played tough. Once again, Daniel had grabbed a lead in this match as well. Not anywhere close to the one he had in match number one, when he squandered a 19 to one chip lead and ended up losing that match. But he was up as high as three to one in this one. And uh, Phil ends up winning. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you got to be careful when you feed the ego of that kind of monster, but uh, <laughs> he did yes, have some sir. support immediately the next day by his good friend Mike Mattisau the mouth, who uh, probably is the number one man in Phil's corner, and uh, he uh, tweeted a very vulgar and nasty man- message to everybody he said was a uh, Helmuth hater. He's a Helmuth hater? No, he, he's he's uh, sent the message to Helmuth haters because he loves Phil.
0: Oh, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, cuz I was going to say they're very similar. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. uh well, hey.
1: Not yeah. high in the personality scale. Let's put it that.
0: No, way. no, no. He's had his issues, but but like I said, one of the things I remember many years ago, remember he came down here, I don't remember what uh uh, what, what company he was with, but they, remember they were doing some teaching and stuffing at the aisle, and he wound up actually taking the main event with, uh, you know, there was a teaching course. I don't know if you remember the name of the people, Dave.
1: The WPT Boot Camp.
0: Oh, it was the Boot Camp. There you go. Okay. And he actually made a hell of a move uh, against uh, a local player here. I, I, actually, a hell of a laydown. And he read the situation perfectly and, you know, Uh, no matter what you think of of Mattisau, you know, he is a a world-class player.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, everybody's got their friends out there, and a lot of people really do like Phil. Uh, I would say Negranu is more popular across the board, and I think people are shocked, but uh, it's hard to deny uh, that what Phil has done, he has now had um, huge head-to-head matches with the magician, and with Nigranu, and won five straight matches. So uh, you certainly got to give him his due.
0: Yeah, be interesting if he wants to take on uh, Polk, you know? <laughs> Those ones that Negrano I play. think
1: Polk's done for a while, but, you know, it was funny. I was looking at a, an old hand, and uh, uh, there was a hand from a high-stakes poker years ago that uh, A.J. Benz did an article and, and talked about his favorite hands of that show, and it was actually Polk against uh, Helmuth. And both players, uh, the, the flop was like a queen, 10, 9 flop. And as it turns out, both players had flopped the, the straight. Uh, but it was uh, Polk that had the, the small end. And, yeah. And, and ended and, up, uh, Phil had the big end. And, then uh, you know, it looked like uh, Phil made a little bit too big a bet. And caused the uh, polk to really go in the tank and think about it. And he actually laid it down. It was one of the great uh, down, uh, moments of wow, all time. that's
0: a hell of a read on your opponent, there, boy. You know, especially if they were heads up.
1: So, but this was years stuff. ago. This was maybe ten years ago when they played this one. And uh, I wasn't real aware of. Polk, polk must have been then. very young at that point. Yeah, no, he he was young. He was young, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of surprising that uh, you know he went that long without getting a lot of, uh, attention, but he learned the value of social media and, uh, of putting together his own, uh, online school and, uh, won a bracelet and, uh, then started making some noise. And, and now everybody knows who he is.
0: Yeah. Well, Hey, God bless him. You know, he, he was able to mark, besides being a great player, he was able to market himself
1: really well. So exactly. Exactly. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about Vegas tonight uh, because uh, although things may be changing as we speak, there was a lot of talk about June 1st being the date that they would make things wide open again. No restrictions, yep. uh, no yep. mass mandates were uh, going in the way of, well, individual decisions by different hotels and different casinos, but no government mandates for these masks and that sort of thing. And, You know, I, I, well, I think it might be a little early. I certainly am totally understanding of the fact that people are so burnt out on this thing and they want to get things back to the way it was. So they're just going to do it, you know, and, uh, you know, if something horrible happens, you know, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if uh, there were some problems when they do this. But the problem right now is we live in a world where, um, Trump came up with this phrase fake news and used it at all his rallies and pointed out the press and was absolutely rotten to uh, a lot of the reporters in, in there and and you know certainly there is fake news but it seems like every time Trump talked about something he was able to turn it around and employ it as a weapon in his favor and I think that's exactly what he did so um you know the people that follow him the, uh, the ultra conservatives that uh, have uh, social media, you know, just laid it out on the vaccines uh, completely. And, uh, you know, we've created a situation here where people are avoiding it. Uh, the people that have wanted to take the vaccine have done so. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to sit and wait, but there's a ton of people that they won't have their children vaccinated. They won't have their friends. They'll just, you know, talk about it with their friends and and discourage everybody. And that's coming to backfire for a lot of the businesses because uh, the date that uh, they laid out in Vegas, June the first, is now maybe put off now because they were said they said they were going to do this as long as they reached their goal of 60% vaccinated. And right now they're only at 50%. Uh, younger people are not getting vaccinated, and there's a chance they may have to pull back on some of this stuff. So uh, yeah, really backfiring.
0: Well, listen, Dave, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know if you saw this or Joe. Um, I heard of Fauci yesterday and some other doctor from the CDC. I didn't get this gentleman's name, but they were almost at the point where they were saying that we really – Either we really don't need to use the masks indoors anymore because the numbers at 58% nationally, some areas are higher, some areas are obviously a little bit lower, um, you know, but that we're getting to that point. And the thought process was that we'd be somewhere around 70% of the population around July 1st or July 4th uh, with at least one shot, you know, of the vaccination. So, You know, like you said, this is getting to a point where, you know, we don't know, um, you know, where it's going to go. But I could tell you right now, you know, like you said, so many people now that the mandate down here, uh, people can drink at the machines at certain places that have the shields like Hialeah and Calder. They actually have, uh, you know, people that are drinking at at the uh, gaming tables. We don't have that. I know Magic City doesn't have that because we don't have shields. But I have a strong feeling that, um, you know, what I was told was we're we're at about a million vaccinated here in Dade County. And if uh, we get near two million, um, you know, they're probably going to lift all restrictions. So, you know, right. I don't know well, what I- the exact population is down here, but. You know, people are getting to that point already, and obviously with our governor here, you know, pushing so hard for that, I don't think that's going to be very long before, you know, we don't have any restrictions down here. Well, I
1: I, I think we're definitely heading in that direction, and, uh, you know, it's a good thing, but, uh, you know, just we we got to be careful. you got to be smart, and, uh, you know, the masks, uh, even if you don't have to wear them, there are certain situations where you're presented with people who – could uh, you know? Could be carriers of the virus, and you, I think it's a great idea to wear them in public. Uh, for the most part, you know.
0: Well, Dave, like I think I've mentioned before, I I mean, I don't know how large a, a percentage it's going to be, but obviously, this is going to be something that's you know, people are going to be wearing masks. I had people wearing masks prior to this pandemic, you know, and I right. haven't seen any of these. I mean, I had three people that used to come in all the time, and I'm talking at least six, seven months before the pandemic hit, that always wore a mask, Uh you know, and I just assumed it was because, you know, maybe they weren't feeling well or whatever, and they told me, no, you know, this is for my protection, this is that and the other, they were elderly, really nice people, and I haven't seen one of them since since you know
1: in the room at all
0: came back at all yeah, yeah. you know and it's a shame because they're, like i said they were very nice people but you know we're getting to that point you know i've got people walking into the card room you know my boss as you well know who he is um we spoke about it at our room we have you've been into my room uh, have you been there since we put the little eating area in the in the card room
1: no i haven't
0: Oh, it's really nice, Dave. I, I thought it would kill the, not kill the room. I thought it would make it look smaller. And it actually, I don't know why. Not to say that it looks bigger, but it, it's nicer. And, you know, people have loved it. Our uh, cocktail waitresses and stuff have enjoyed it because, to be honest with you, Dave, you know, in, in, in down here, these these girls, you know, we've been going through a bunch of them because they're not making any money. People couldn't order at the machines. People couldn't eat in the poker room. So this, this went up first week of February. And, oh, my God, all of a sudden, you know, they were constantly in our room, you know, and uh, because people can get up now, order their food, go to the corner. And it actually has helped us because even though people still get up from the table, they're in the room. They're not outside. They didn't go all the way to the cafeteria, which is, as you well know, on the other end of the casino where from where my poker room is. So it actually has helped. And uh, this past week, I kind of went to scout a little bit at Magic City and Hialeah, Dave, and I did it on Friday night, uh, you know, just to see how the competition was doing and what they were doing and spoke with one of the people at Hialeah. And, uh, you know, since they've allowed the, uh, the players to drink at the table, he says that it's definitely held the games a lot longer. Okay. So it is making a difference, you know? So well, I don't know what's going to happen, Dave, but, you know, uh, it, life isn't going to be the same anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't there's, know. There's I meant no question.
0: to ask you this last week. Are they Were they still seven or eight-handed or was it nine-handed with the screens for the, uh, for the big tournament at the Hard Rock?
1: I believe it was eight. Eight-handed?
0: Eight. Yeah. Now, but were they restricting the fields like... We were mentioning prior. To that uh,
1: they were, they but they were, but they were really working the uh, the alternates in, and uh, it seemed like they uh, they opened up the uh, the limits somewhat because, um, you know, I, the tournament I played in was a was a total. It was a small tournament toward the end, it was a one fifty buy in, and they actually limited the field to two hundred ninety six They did have the first day they had alternates the second day they just you know once they reached the total, they just kind of shut it down so. they
0: shut it down, yeah, right they didn't take anything over no. now. was there a guarantee for the for the one that you went into uh no
1: no, no.
0: so no guarantee they've you know they've reached whatever their max is um you know, because I know that in January, if you remember, they were limiting some of these tournaments to 119 players.
1: Right. Now,
0: with the tournament was it held in one of their conference? No, rooms? No, it
1: was in it was in the ballroom, the the big ballroom, and I, I think they uh, took as many as uh, 480 players uh, for the opening sessions.
0: They had to. I mean, to get those numbers, you said it was what uh, 2482, was
1: Correct. it? Correct. Correct. The main
0: event that set a record. Right. I mean, you know, I don't know how many opening flights they had, but... There was know, two for the main. Two for the main. Yeah. So, obviously, was it two two days with two each?
1: No, it was actually just two. Two uh, days. So, so, I guess they... I don't know. They must have let a lot more than 480. Oh,
0: like. obviously, they had to let more than that in there. I, I
1: know, know there was 1,000 players the first day, and then the second day was yeah,
0: Yeah, like so, so obviously, there was no restrictions... So if there was 1,000, that means they got almost 1,500 the second day, you know. And that's, you know, those are amazing numbers, you know, with everybody. And I ran my tournament the week after Sunday. We had about the same amount that we had the time before. But, you know, mine is a small little 5,000 guarantee. We've we've reached the guarantee and, and exceeded it three out of four times, you know. So, you know, players are definitely jonesing to play. They're definitely yeah. chosen to play these tournaments after a good year and a half. So,
1: exactly. Well, let's get back to uh, Vegas. Uh, for the purposes of today's show, I'm going to remain totally positive and optimistic and think that uh, they will open things June 1st uh, to get to that point. Uh, but I wanted to talk about some of the things that are going on out there that make you really feel that things are starting to get back to normal. Uh, you know, there's going to be some new openings. Uh, the Resorts World Vegas. That's really been anticipated for a long time is set an opening day now, June 24th. They're taking bookings for that one. Uh, there's other things that have been uh, restored out there. You're seeing the return of the uh, the, the buffet at Caesar's Palace, the Bacchanal v- Buffet. Uh, that was something that went away for over a year. Was uh, Buffets were completely eliminated. Yep. Uh, other things... Uh, You know, there's uh, entertainers that are establishing residencies out there, including Usher, uh, even a small one for Billy Idol. Uh, Restaurants, Bobby's Burgers opening at Caesars Palace. You got uh, stuff to do with the Allegiant Stadium, the brand new stadium that the Raiders play in out there, including a bar. A Raiders-themed tavern at the M Resort is opened. Uh, There's going to be a huge Garth Brooks Stadium tour there on July the 10th. Uh, conventions are returning this week was the, uh, or upcoming next week, I guess, is the world of concrete trade show and, uh, several other things, including,
0: uh, oh, I, I can tell you that the, uh, Cirque de Soleil show that's in the Treasure Island that our owner, Mr. Ruffin owns, is uh-huh. supposedly coming back
1: in July. Very good. Uh, you mentioned, or I talked to somebody about a new hotel called, uh, the Circa, uh, They have a sports book at the Tuscany Suites and Casino that opened in mid-March. is doing great. Uh, They're adding new roulette options at a lot of the tables out there. Uh, Virgin Hotels has taken over the spot of the old Hard Rock. And, uh, you know, the big excitement, I guess, uh, this summer will be the Resorts uh, International Hotel opening up. So things are moving forward. I think uh, you have to feel good about that.
0: Yeah, I know they're very happy. Uh, <laughs> ownership of our place since they have two hotels over there. Very happy with that. And, you know, to, to you know, let you in on it, the numbers down here, Dave, for the casinos is just amazing. It has just been absolutely amazing. So that just gives you an idea. You know, everyone's telling me, oh, the stimulus money and the tax. Well, you know. I don't know how, how how long or how far $1400 is going to get you, but uh, you know, the numbers have been phenomenal for most of the places down here and for us incredible. Yeah. So, you know, the, it, it it just shows that people are really dying to get back out there, Dave. It
1: and is. that's without
0: us having all our machines. No nobody has all their machines up yet.
1: Well, I saw an interesting article that I wanted to talk about. Because uh, obviously we have uh, you know we have the World Series of Poker and everybody knows about the Rio, but their their regular poker room, I guess is not all that spectacular and wouldn't even make this top 10 list. But one of the guys that writes uh, his name's Todtus uh writes for uh, Casino City, uh, published a list of the top 10 poker rooms that you should visit when you're in Vegas. And I thought we would have some fun with it uh, and okay. let you let you make guesses and uh, see if you can guess the top ten. It doesn't have to be in the exact order, but uh, you give me some guesses. I'll tell you if they're on the list.
0: Well, we'll, talk my li-
1: guess... we'll talk a little bit about the rooms.
0: Okay. Well, in Vegas, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I would imagine the aria has got to be near the
1: top. That, that is number one. There you uh, go. You know, so, <laughs> he talks about it. He says it's so pretty and classy it almost doesn't fit in Las Vegas.
0: Exactly. I would imagine the Venetian is also one of the ones that's up in the top five
1: or so. Venetian is number seven.
0: Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, Again, remember, I haven't been out there in a long time. So on the strip, (laughs) I'm trying to think of on the strip, probably the wind.
1: The wind is up there. The wind is number three. There you go. Uh, talks about Um, that. uh, Sharply designed, spacious, very comfortable. He said the only problem is it's one of the most expensive hotels you ever find in Vegas.
0: Okay. Um, Let me see. Um,
1: 25 tables.
0: I remember, well, Bellagio has to be up there, too, I would imagine.
1: Bellagio is number
0: two. There we go. Okay. So, so
1: so, so far you got one, two, and three, and And seven. And number
0: seven. So, um... Let me see um remember i haven't been out there in a long time don't make excuses um, no excuses uh, all right well let me see um <laughs> i'm just i'll tell you what it's nothing fancy but i enjoyed playing there i don't know if hollywood planet would be one of them
1: yeah planet hollywood correct uh a lot of uh celebrities there uh stallone uh schwarzenegger Play there from time to time and, uh, says that offers a little something to everyone. It's only 10 table poker room, but, uh, there's a lot of recreational players and you can make some money.
0: So it is on the list.
1: You number five.
0: Oh, okay. Good. So, so far I'm five for five. All right. Um, wow. Let me see. Let me see. Um, (laughs) wow. And uh, is this just all Vegas are on the strip.
1: It, it doesn't have to be the Strip, no.
0: doesn't have to be the Strip. I it don't know be. how good this is, but I've always enjoyed playing there. The Orleans?
1: No, the Orleans, not on here.
0: Not on there, okay. So then, my guess would be the Mirage, maybe?
1: No, that's surprising, but that is not on there.
0: Okay. Um, ha, ha, ha. Let me see. Wow, that is really interesting. On the Strip, I mean, you know, you mentioned that the Rio really is more for the uh, for the tournament. So I don't, I don't remember them having any major. Maybe um, it's got to be somewhere I haven't been to before. Um,
1: Think, (sighs) think historical. Historical Binions. Binions, Binions Gambling Hall, 70th year in business, located in downtown Vegas. Okay. Uh, One time Um, they they called it the Mecca of Poker, biggest cash Yeah, and I think
0: that's there more for nostalgic reasons than actually playing, because I've been in there, and, you know, I mean, I've been there at different times, and, you know, it hasn't been a whole lot. Um, Wow, I'm trying to really, this is is getting interesting. Now, um, I know Treasure Island closed their poker room, uh,
1: Caesars. C- um, Caesars is open. Yeah, that was one, That was that's one of them. That's one of them. Twenty-five right. tab- twenty-five tables at Caesar's Palace. Okay. Uh, you know. Um, it's,
0: uh, how about? I don't know because it was very small. I don't know if it's grown since then. Would the MGM be one of them? Uh, no. No. Okay. I know the Luxor has a poker room, but I don't remember it being anything special. Um.
1: So far, you got the top five. So you got to think a little more obscure now. Although one of there's a there's next absolutely huge hotel that has one in there.
0: Huge hotel. Yeah. Wow. A huge hotel would it be? I don't know if the Cosmopolitan has one.
1: No, that's not on here. Oh.
0: Um, wow. Um, Dave, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss because everywhere else I'm thinking of are very small poker rooms. I can't imagine any of them would would make the list, you know?
1: Well, uh, Mandalay like said, Bay is, is what's the one I was kind of pointing you to. Mandalay Bay, Mandalay. Uh, it's a small room, only 10 tables, but they that's do one, have... That's
0: one of the ones that I didn't think... We, I mean, yes, I played there because I stayed there, but it wasn't anything special, to be yeah. honest with they, you. Supposedly, they have, a,
1: they have a very nice promotional rewards program.
0: Okay. Um Wow. Wow, 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 Dave. Um um I would Bally's be one maybe?
1: Nope. Nope. Uh, one more one more in, in Fremont Street.
0: One more on Fremont Street? The four Queens, maybe?
1: No. What
0: was it? Well let me just give them
1: to you because we're we're starting to spin our wheels here. Uh golden yeah. nugget. The golden nugget in downtown. Okay. Vegas which, of course, was where high-stakes poker was shot, uh, making it one of the most famous rooms. And, uh, you know, it's one that he says you can't miss. Uh, And then two more. We got uh, actually just one more, the Red Rock, which I'm not familiar with.
0: I've never been there, so I wouldn't have gotten that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar with actually where that is. It's a station's operated by Stations Casino.
0: But it was funny because I didn't know it was operated by stations, but I was about to say, I haven't been to any of the station ones, but I know they got a bunch of them, and I know they're very popular with the locals. Right. You know, so that's probably so one. So which of them one is right
1: your there. favorite room?
0: My favorite room? Well, I've loved, of all of those, I have played at the Bellagio. I've I've played at the Orleans. I've played at Hollywood Planet. I've played at Mandalay Bay. um, I did play at the Wind. Um I did not play at the Venetian. Uh, I've seen it but I did not play there. Uh, did not play at the Aria. Um what else what else was there on that list uh I'm missing one. Uh, Venetian? No, no I Caesars? Venetian. I played at the Wind. I went to the Wind. Um like I said, I played there one day. I missed it because uh, A-Rod and a couple other major leaguers, I don't know what they were in town for, but they were playing there the night before, and I just missed them. Wow,
1: um, that would have been fun. Like
0: I said, my two favorite places to play poker out there <clears throat> were, obviously I've played a couple of times in De Bellagio. loved it. <clears throat> Used to play 30-60 limit there uh, before I got into no limit. It was great action. Uh I remember I had Steve Martin sitting directly behind me <laughs> while he was playing poker. Uh, they were showing a showcase of his artwork at uh, Bellagio. Um, and another place that I had a great time playing, I always loved it, was the Orleans. Okay. You know, that's a local. I love going to that place. You know, they got a bowling alley. It's an older casino just off the strip. And I don't know why. You know, I played in a tournament there. I cashed, actually. Um, that's where I saw uh, uh, Doyle Brunson in one of the tournaments that, you know, he was actually walking in the hallway up on the second floor. Um, I enjoyed it. I've read some articles on it that it's not that great, um, but I enjoyed my time playing there. And like I said, at, at um, I also played at Caesars um, a long, long time right. ago. But the right. Bellagio and the Orleans would be my favorite. And I did play a lot at Hollywood Planet. I didn't. I got the worst luck there. The last time I was there, I played a lot there.
1: Hollywood Planet or Planet Hollywood?
0: I mean Planet Hollywood. Excuse <laughs> me. Planet Hollywood. Excuse me. Um, you know, I got sucked out on, on on two different tournament days that I played there, and um, got a little bit back playing some live games there. But the action was very good there. So those are those are my top three that, because I've played there the most.
1: Well, I got a couple of months off this summer from High life, so I'm thinking about going out. Uh, I know that uh, right now the hotel rooms are very cheap, uh, and uh, the flights right now are cheap, uh, at least if you if you get them early enough. I think.
0: Right, and you know, and I know that you mentioned that in our weekly managers meeting. They did mention that Vegas looks is looking to completely open up to 100 percent. Like you mentioned on
1: June 1st. June June 1st. Well, we'll see what happens. So, Just a story just came out today that they're only at 50 percent and they had kind of based it on a a number of 60 percent vaccinated. So the the hesitancy is really causing a problem now.
0: Well, you know, my daughter had gone out a long time ago when they first opened up to like 25 percent. And then she was there about a week and a half ago. And, you know, she, she stayed out there through the weekend. She said the weekend was crazy. Yeah, You know, the weekend, it was just, you know, it, it, it looked it looked like the old Vegas, yeah. you know, packed. Uh, during the week, it was, you know, a little slower. But like she did say, you know, a lot of different things are opening up, a lot more restaurants and stuff like that. And, you know, like I said, we were told that uh, Cirque du Soleil the show that's at Treasure Island uh, will be performing to full audiences uh, sometime in July.
1: Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Obviously, um, they are not having the World Series this summer. It will be later, beginning on September the 30th. World Series of Poker September 30th through the middle of November. Uh, the main event starts on November 4th. Before that, there'll be some online stuff. So making a trip out there could get you into uh, one of the tournaments, uh, including the WSOP Online Domestic version, U.S. of the on WSOP.com, which gets underway on July 1st and will be played until August 1st. Uh, there'll be uh, in August, September. There will be main event satellites out there in many different places, and there will be several online things uh, throughout the year. So right now there's a big uh, international super circuit series on GG poker. So things are starting to happen. Things are getting back to
0: normal. Let me ask you something. I know that last year, obviously, with the pandemic, they did a lot online. We were talking about, you know, how uh, New Jersey and and Nevada. I don't know if anybody else was involved in that, you know, But with a couple of other states, haven't they opened up their poker like Pennsylvania and maybe Michigan or something like that? Have you heard anything about whether they're going to try to co-mingle and do stuff, you know, with... They were trying to
1: get there eventually, but they didn't think it probably was going to happen until the end of the year. So it might be a little bit too late for this year. But, uh, you know, things could change. Uh, You got Michigan, you got Pennsylvania, you got, uh, uh, you know, a couple other places that are uh, borderline to putting some stuff in uh who knows what will happen with New York with mobile betting kind of uh on the near horizon there who something could happen there and uh we'll see but uh at this West moment Florida uh,
0: will join that party in a couple of years especially if we can get this pact passed you know
1: yeah the uh, compact has been agreed upon yep. as we talked about last week on the show uh, between the governor and the indians it has to be ratified with the Florida legislature, they are going into special session on Monday, May the 17th, and it's going to take, uh, I think, a couple of days to hash some of that stuff out and whether they will change some of the other rules regarding the paramutuals. But uh, I would say by the end of the month, we're going to have a good idea of what direction we're heading in.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: It looks like It looks like we're heading in a direction that that at least I'm, I'm in favor of. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So the World Series of Poker, more dates to be released, relate, uh, released in the next couple of weeks, a uh, couple of months. We'll, we'll let you know on that. Let's take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more of the action here on Poker Action Line today. Big David Joe, we hope you stick around and enjoy all the show.
2: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play-for-free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play-for-real game becomes available later this
2: year. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. 15 bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to the show. Uh today, another edition of Poker Action Line and uh, we spent a lot of time last week on the Seminole Hard Rock uh, Showdown series. Uh, They were finishing up and they had just uh, named their final table which will be played uh, next week on Tuesday, the 18th of May will be uh, at the Luxor's uh, HyperX Arena out there, the special poker room and uh, be shot for uh, the WPT uh, they do have the final table all set. There's two big stacks, there's two small stacks, and there's two right about the middle. So uh, just let me you run down that final table. The chip leader is Sonny Franco from Morocco, $31.9 million, uh, followed closely by Brett, Breck Shutton from Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, $31.35 Then the two middle stacks, uh, Steven Snyder, $15.975 million. He's from Charlotte. And also from North Carolina is Ken Aldridge, who we had on the show many years ago. Finished second to Will the Thrill out at the Legends Tournament years ago, and uh, always wears a yellow jacket and a yellow hat, so he's uh, easy to pick out. They call him Teach, and he'll cross over the uh, two million dollar mark in two million dollar mark in career earnings with his uh, finish here. He has ten point six million, and then the two short stacks uh, we have. Uh, uh, Albert Calderon, $5.35 million from Chandler, Arizona, his first WPT cash, and Viet Vo from Pearland, Texas, he's the other uh, fairly established player, he'll be also passing the $2 million, $2 million mark with his wins here, he's from uh, Pearland, Texas. And he has uh, two uh, WSOP circuit rings and has finished at one WPT final table. So uh, I don't what if, the,
0: what a, What's the low end pay? Because you said it was like $1.2 million for the winner.
1: $1.2, yeah, like 1270000 million. I'm not sure, Joe. I don't have it in front of me. Let me see if I can pull that up.
0: And you said second place was also a real close. Second to place is
1: just, just under a million, yeah, as I remember. Oh, wow, nice. So, I don't have it here in front of me, but uh I'm thinking the that sixth place is something like uh two hundred and sixty one thousand or something like that
0: okay well hey that's that sounds like a plan to me, yeah <laughs> for a thirty five hundred dollar buy in tournament not that.
1: yeah, for sure, I would think I would take that. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, get into a little discussion. In fact, you brought this up to me at first uh, a couple of weeks ago. Was the fella out? Uh, let's see where exactly where that game was. That was at uh, the Lone Star Poker Series, and you told me about this fella. His name is Troy Clogston, and at a hand at the table, he actually <laughs> called out every hand on the runout. And uh yeah. You know, it sounds like it's a virtual impossibility, but somehow he did it. And I did watch the video. He actually uh, just kind of offhandedly mentioned uh, that the flop was, he thought, was going to be uh, 8, 9, 10, which is exactly what came out. Uh, he didn't mention any suits or anything like that, but it was pretty much a rainbow, uh, uh, 8, 9, 10. And uh, just for fun, he thought, well, you know, this this number popped into my head, the four of spades. Yeah, so they the, started
0: asking him like, go, oh, look at this, he called it because it was it was an all in it was an all in situation and I believe he had pocket queens against Ace Queen, you know?
1: Uh he had pocket jack. He
0: had pocket jacks. Oh, was the it other, pocket the pocket jack? Is that what he ace, had?
1: Yeah, the other player had Ace Jack,
0: so Oh, okay. I, I thought it was Queens and Ace queen. so yeah. So he goes, Watch the flop B eight 9 nine ten. And the next dealer of mine sent me that. That's why I spoke to you about it. And then people were cracking up, going, look at that. And he goes, you nailed it. He goes, what's coming up next? And what was it, like the four of uh, spade or something? Four of spades.
1: Four of, four of spades, exactly. And uh, so now they're all getting excited, and they're all saying to themselves, hey, if he picks one more, I'm gone. I'm, I'm getting out of here. So actually, uh, they waited to see. Uh, one guy laughed, and he said, wow, he called the flop and the turn. And so someone said, what's coming on the river? And he says, two of hearts. And then one guy says, two of hearts comes and I'm leaving. The river, two of hearts. There you go. Now, what are the odds uh, of that? What are the odds of that?
0: Well, I I could tell you right now what the odds would be there. So let me see. We had four cards out. We knew what two of the other ones were, so that's eight. So you're looking at uh, 44 to one.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> to, hit, to hit that last card, but to hit all to five? To hit that last gotta card, be, that, right. That's got to be a To do
0: both of them? To do both of them and with the suit? You know, that's just crazy. That's just crazy, you know. But, uh, you know, listen, as an old man that I used to have in one of my games, that used he pissed off this one guy. He goes, when you when you ask me, what are the odds of that? And the guy That guy would have told you it's 50-50, Dave. And you would have said, what do you mean 50-50? And he goes, yeah, it either happens or it doesn't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The the dealer whose name was uh, Mario Romero, they asked him about it and they showed the look on his face. And it was just he was just completely befuddled. And, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. He said uh, he said, let's see, what was his quote was uh, he said, well, I'm first of all, I'm just happy to be getting back in the box and dealing poker once again. He said everybody missed it. But he said once in a while, a player will call out a card, but never the entire board.
0: No and I believe it or not, I've done it, you know, and like you said, you play this game long enough um I've actually uh I've done it a few times, not the whole board, but uh online, when I was playing a lot online, either through um um party poker, poker stars or full tilt, you know the amount of hours I was putting in, and I was playing a lot of tournaments and and hands that I wasn't in. I'd see the flop, you know, and come out. And I, many times I'd be able to call out, you know, the, the turn in the river because they'd fl- flip over the cards for both of them because one of them was all in. And I don't know if it was the algorithm of, of, of the game or, or just the feel, the way things were going. But, you know... It, Sometimes you get that feeling, Dave. I don't know if you've ever done that
1: before. No, no, I wouldn't even have to begin to know how to start doing that. In fact, they they asked him about it afterwards, and he said, uh, he said, you know, people are have been messaging me, messaging me now, asking me for advice on card calling. Uh, he said, I just tell them simply that I have no no advice to be given. He said, it's just one of those things. Uh, Barstool Sports uh, said they compared me to the Salem witch. Uh, he said, and now when I walk into a poker room, people are coming up to me and asking for selfies.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, like you said, it was just a rare instance where he was able to, you know. Th- the amazing part to me, you know, wasn't so much that he did the 8, 9, 10, and I know a lot of people are going to say that, but the fact that he was able to call the card with the suit for the turn in the river, you know. That, that to me, is is. is, is was, was a lot more impressive, you know? Um, uh, and, and again, nobody knows what the hell that is. And you said that they asked the dealer, what well, was it that he said that he was just happy to be in the box?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm
0: sure the dealer was not, believe it or not, I'm sure that dealer was not happy. That
1: no, he, he, had a, he had a, he had a very weird look on his face for sure. Of
0: course, because first instincts after you get over the amazement that he called them was
1: is that someone would be, accuse him of cheating. It,
0: yeah, is this guy a mechanic? Is this guy doing something? You know, that's the last thing that you want. So, uh, but it's just a lot of fun, you know. You'll see certain things on a poker table that, I, you know, I've seen it in my, my you know, almost 30, 30 years of, of being in this business that are just amazing. I I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Dave, I threw a small pot, you know, to somebody once, you know, they had four or five chips. And believe it or not, one of the chips landed standing up and it stayed that way. Wow. Okay. I've tried to do it manually, like stand up a chip, and I haven't been able to do that you the can't rest do of my it. entire life. You, you can't do
1: it. Well, like <laughs> you, I, uh, well, I was going to say, like you, uh, there was people that said, well, I can kind of, you know, he, you can get lucky and guess the flop. But he, they asked him, you know, what was the four spades? Where would that come from? And he said, he said, well, I was in a dominating position in the hand, You know, he had the pocket jacks, and, you know, he can't get beat with a queen. He could only chop. So he was looking for a card that wasn't going to enable a chop. And he said, the four of spades came into my mind for no reason. and I just said it, you know. And uh, uh, as far as the two of hearts, I don't know. He said, said, I don't know where that came from.
0: (laughs) At that point, he's just having fun with it, you know. Once he named that four of spades, and the people all excited – you know, he probably picked the card he least thought would be up there, you know, and then all of a sudden it came up, so.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, he ended up finishing third in that tournament, uh, but he said the best thing is, uh, he said, I just decided I was going to enjoy my 15 seconds of fame.
0: Absolutely. There's no reason for you not to, you know. Uh, who knows? In the old days, he might have been, that might have earned him a, a sponsorship from one of the, you know, from one of the online poker sites.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah, have, have a special challenge between him and Negranu for picking cards. Yeah,
0: exactly. you know, listen, you know, he <laughs> he cashes in on, like you said, on his 15 minutes of fame there. So, uh, you know, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. You know, I love when stuff like that happens. You know, so
1: that's anyway, if you if you about. heard about that and you want to see it, uh, it is on YouTube. Uh, you can get a link on uh, Poker News, uh, uh, April 24th article by Will Schildebeier. And uh, the article is must see poker player stuns final table by calling entire run out. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's it's something to see once, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, so. I think it's enjoyable, you know, so uh, it's a lot of for me. That's a fun scenario. And I know that a couple of months ago, uh, I don't know, Joe, you know, youtubed it about the dealer somewhere. I don't know uh, where it was. Uh, it wasn't here in the United States, but that the dealer got upset with somebody, grabbed his stool, and and just literally clocked the guy.
1: Yeah, Remember? It him. yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I, I've heard stories from people who have been in the industry when I was first starting, you know, incredible things that, that, that happened. Some right. nice, some not so nice. So uh, you're in this business long enough, you're going to see a lot of things. I've seen twice where dealers got so upset with a with a supervisor in the middle of a hand that they decided to quit in the middle of a hand and just threw the rest of the deck up in the in the middle of a hand threw the deck up in the air and said goodbye
1: to everybody yeah not absolutely. once but twice <laughs> <laughs> well things are moving on in the world of poker i can tell you in new jersey uh online casinos set a record revenue in march 113.7 million for not that's not just poker that's all uh, online gaming but uh, sports uh, betting revenue was also up uh, 360% year over year uh, after they took in uh, winnings of $60.8 million. Uh, So they're doing well. That will probably uh, change over the next month or so because both New Jersey and Pennsylvania are supposed to be operating at full capacity by the summer. Uh, The governor of Pennsylvania said starting Memorial Day, the state's 14 casinos can operate at 100% capacity. And as for New Jersey, that will come sooner. My, uh, May the 19th, they are taking off their capacity restrictions uh, for Atlantic City. So uh, we're going to see a lot of these places get back to normal. Hopefully, the cases will not go up. We know that people are not dying like they were before. So, no, you know, some people God. are still explaining it away by saying, well, it's just, you know, they'll just be sick for a little bit. And uh, it's not well, that big a deal. Know
0: what what's happening now and especially down here in Florida is, you know, it's a much younger uh, age group, you know, obviously I would imagine just like they predicted because of spring break and, you know, the younger people are the ones that are, you know, being you know, a you know, getting it right now. I, I had one of my guys who's a bartender, one of these uh, just got over it. And let me tell you, he's the only one that has scared me, Dave, uh, when he, when I, called him because he had left me a message. I, this this young man sounded horrendous. <laughs> this, 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 let me put it that way nicely. I, I was so scared for him. And I said, listen, you may have to run right to the hospital. And, and he actually got, got pneumonia with the COVID. So, um, you know, but thank God he's he's well. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, a lot less people, and the younger ones are fighting it off a lot better.
1: Right, for sure. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Helmuth with Negrano a little bit here toward the end of the show and look at a couple of hands, because uh, Phil was behind and got back into it. Uh, he said that uh, eh, Negrano t- uh, gave up the lead at one point and took it back, and then after after more than four and a half hours of play was really when the fireworks, fireworks started to take off. Uh, so I want to give you a couple of hands here. Okay. Um, a hand that Negreanu won uh, with blinds of 1,000 and 2,000 and Helmuth holding 114,000 chips of the 200,000 in play. Helmuth raised with queen Four offsuit and Negranu defended with ace six of hearts. Okay. There's a queen on the flop along with a seven and a deuce with all rainbow and the six of spades came on the turn. So uh, Daniel sitting there now with uh, two pair and bet $5,500. Hel- oh, Helmuth-
0: no, he wasn't. You said he had a six.
1: Queen six. I'm sorry. Queen six. Oh, okay. Yeah, they I both had you queens. Said had- they both had oh, queens. Oh, okay. All right. So the queens uh, gave them both uh, the, the top pair, the top, and then yeah. the six gave him second pair. Uh, Negreanu bet 5500 Helmuth raised to twelve-five. Nebr- negrano Negreanu three bet. Helmuth called, and Negrano shoved down the river, and Forced Helmuth to fold, so that put uh, Daniel back on top. Uh, then the, a couple of hands later, uh, Negranu raised four thousand on the button, had with nine seven of diamonds. Fill three bet with king deuce of diamonds. Wow! So Negranu called. Uh, the flop was king six six. Uh, the six was one of the sixes was a diamond and helmuth bet 13000 negranu called the turn was an eight of diamonds giving both players wow, the flush giving them a,
0: a, an open ended straight flush
1: right uh, so helmuth bet 28000 negranu called helmuth moved all in with uh, with uh, the river was a nine of spades negranu actually had uh, the best hand i guess uh, let's see no no
0: no no negrano had a pair of nines to Helmuth pair of kings.
1: No, there was only you one king. You said oh, Negrano king,
0: had 7-9 of diamonds and Helmuth had king 2 when no,
1: they, you know, before no, the flop. 10-2. Did I say king? Okay. Well, yes. I, I've completely screwed this up. Too late to go back, though. <laughs> anyway, the 9 on the river gave Negrano the best hand, but Helmuth had moved all in and Negrano folded. That gave Helmuth a, now a 3-1 to chip lead. Wow. Few hands later, uh, Negranu had just 50,000 left in his stack. He raised 4,000 on the button with pocket eights, two black eights. Helmuth moved all in on the big blind with ace four offsuit. Negranu called. The board ran out. Jack 996 King, but they, for four of them were hearts, including and the Hellmuth runner had a heart. runner hearts. So Helmuth. Uh, had the ace of hearts that gave him the flush and the match. So uh, Daniel looking pretty good after the after the turn on that one, but the uh, the king uh, ending things for the match. You know, I... Yeah,
0: well, you know he was looking good because he figured, but now there's there's three hearts and and another heart kills him. So you know Helmuth had a lot of outs. He had the three aces and uh, and and another heart. Right. So. I was, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised Helmuth let that nine go because, you know, he must have really thought that Helmuth had the king on him, so. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, uh, Negrano told him he thought he played well. He said, I thought you played much better than you did in the first one. And he says, "I, I will see you in round three. So uh, Helmuth says, uh, I got lucky in this one, but uh, I'm looking forward to the official challenge. So uh, he has a chance after, uh, if he wins the third one, Helmuth, he has the option to cash out his winnings and book a $700,000 profit over his last six heads-up matches. That includes the ones against uh, Esfandiari. If Degranu wins, any further matches would have to continue double in stakes and Helmuth would have the option to quit. Okay. Well, very interesting.
0: It seems like it's been a lot more competitive, you know, than, than the Polk one was at first.
1: So no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Polk really dominated that, that match.
0: Yep.
1: yep. But I'm yep. sure Daniel would be the first one to tell you that it made him a better player.
0: Absolutely. You know, the, these top pros, that's the biggest thing. Is learning from that, and I remember <laughs> someone that I respected a lot always telling me, he "Goes, you know, when when you play every day and you're playing with the same people, you got to take notes away from it, whether mentally or pull off the table and write them down." And you know, I would imagine these guys are smart enough; they've played each other for so many years too, you know. So I'm sure that they they have a have formed opinions as to the style of play. So
1: right no i agree we'll uh we'll see what happens with that uh,
0: go ahead no, I was saying all they do is uh if they feel that someone has gotten a read on them, they start adjusting and it to me it's like a boxing match you know uh you know you, you you throw you throw jabs you know hooks and and just you know see see how your opponent acts to that and and you make adjustments to it as you go on, and that's what these top pros have done, especially I would imagine in these, you know, uh, invitations and and heads up matches. So,
1: okay, uh, I always talk about Poker Go, and uh, you know, the, getting a subscription if you do enjoy uh, uh, watching live poker and uh, big name tournament players. Uh, they have unveiled their uh, Poker Go tour, which will kind of bridge the gap this summer. Uh, Between the vacated area that normally is the World Series of Poker and the start of it uh, on September 30th, there's five tournaments that will run through the summer, including the Poker Go Cup, which starts on July the 1st and runs the first 10 days. Uh, They'll have a $100,000 main event in that one. There'll be a Poker Go Heads Up Championship, which is a new major that will start July the 12th. Uh, the Poker Masters, which has been around for a while, but there are 12 events in this tournament series from September the 13th through the 24th. And the Super High Roller Bowl, which has also been around for a while. It's a three day tournament with a $300,000 buy in that starts on September the 26th. So, am oh, uh, birthday. Yeah? There okay. You go. There you go. Get in that one for you.
0: <laughs> I'd love to.
1: It all kicks off with uh, June the 3rd and the Poker Go the U S poker open, which will take place, uh, out there. And, uh, you know, people talk about, uh, there's no poker now. Well, there, there's a few things here and there, and we can look forward to the Seminole hard rock poker open in August. There's plenty of things to do before the world series gets underway. And I think they may, if things do open up, uh, June 1st out there in Vegas, they're going to be a little sorry that they moved it back so far, but, uh, well, it'll let be me nice to have it, it at a different world time Day. of year.
0: Let me tell you something. They got to be real happy with what they've seen here at the Hard Rock. Because I don't remember call any other poker tournament in this country since the pandemic uh, having that kind of field, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I was a little s- skeptic whether some people would want to get that close and have that many people. And you're telling me that they were having fields of a thousand, you know, for these tournaments. uh so I, I think that that's good news for the WSOP going forward.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, to getting that back as well. There'll be some online action that people can uh, participate in on WSOP.com. Also, the European players on GG Poker will uh, be running some of those as well. So there'll be big-name tournaments and uh, big-name players in action, so we can do that. Uh, it looks like that uh, the Granu Hellmuth will also be in June, finish things up. Uh, there's been a few other challenges out there. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it, there's, there, there's stuff to, to follow if you want to find it. Uh, it's not as, uh, you know, prolific as it once was. But, uh, again, I think uh, we're making great steps to get back to it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Co- coming out of this Poker Go Tour will also be a ranking system, which I think will uh, kind of surpass the Global Poker Index. Uh, tens of millions of dollars at stake across 150 tournaments across the globe. And this will be the first time an official tour and ranking system has been seen in the poker industry and uh, look forward to uh, finding out who the best players are in the world. And I I think that will add to uh, the name performers that will, will be involved.
0: Uh, Excellent. Big Dave, hopefully this, this means we're we're going back to a little bit of normalcy in the poker world.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, You know, we've been hoping for it for a long time. Uh, You know, just hope that they don't screw it up uh there's stuff happening down here in florida that we're looking forward to there was that was the uh uh the editorial in the in the in the sun sentinel uh that's that said uh don't screw it up uh you know state of florida let's see it was in last week in the sun sentinel they said okay florida legislature try not to torpedo the gambling deal and
0: uh yeah well no. You know how I feel about the the Florida politicians. (laughs) Yeah. So let's hope, let's hope. I I really want this to pass. I think if this passes, Dave, you know, especially with the sports betting, uh, we're not going to be too far away from having, uh, you know, online
1: poker. Yeah. Yeah, It'll take some time. There's no question about that. But uh, certainly – it does open the road for that for discussions and uh, moving forward on that which i think yep. uh i think the governor will push for some of that as well i think he's definitely not against that
0: yep oh, i think he's in favor of, of all of that that brings revenue into the into the in, in into our uh, economy here and into the state to help with everything
1: yeah so give us a last uh, rundown on your room. Uh, what's happening over there. I know, uh, we want to have, uh, the Calder, uh, poker room manager, uh, Ralph Brand, on the show. Didn't get a chance to, couldn't get a hold of him today, but, uh, maybe next week we'll have him on. He'll talk about oh, some of their, be nice. I their I got future. to
0: meet the gentleman, like I said the other day, real nice guy. Uh, so it'd be great to have him on. And I know they're getting close to maybe opening up a couple of poker tables too. So, um, Good luck to them there, and hopefully we can get Ralph on uh, in the very near future.
1: And your room? Uh, in
0: my room, Dave. Uh, my next tournament is going to be for June 6th. Um, so, you know, like I said, thank God. We've we've done well with the four tournaments that we've run so far this year, and um, looking forward to that and just waiting to see what the restrictions are and changing some of the promotions. I will tell you this, though, Dave. We have a big $5,000 that we're giving away uh in a five-hour promotion uh to the top four uh high hands in that time frame from one to six and first place will be for twenty seven hundred and fifty dollars second place for twelve fifty six and four for third and fourth and uh, you know looking forward to seeing how how that's uh, received by by our players
1: so june the sixth that's the next tournament is on a saturday at noon
0: uh, uh, no it's on a sunday
1: Sunday at noon? Okay. I think Sunday, that's my first Sunday week off. Sunday at
0: 1 o'clock, excuse me. That's Sunday my... at 1 o'clock, they can go to Poker Atlas. Uh, uh, we'll have that up, uh, you know, with the blind structure and everything else that's in there. Um, probably this coming week, if it's not already up there, because I gave it to the person who handles
1: that for me. And the buy-in? And,
0: um, you know, it's only a $60 buy-in, okay. Big Dave.
1: That sounds good for me. That's my. That's right in my ballpark. There I think I, might, I think I'll be down there to play.
0: There you go. Looking forward to seeing you there, Big Dave.
1: Uh, Okay. Uh, That's going to do it for the show. Don't forget you can always pick up the show on uh, uh, Spotify, on... uh iTunes, on SoundCloud, all the places that you uh, get all your podcasts. Uh, sometimes we are just right on your phone on Apple Podcasts. You might be able to pick up the show there, I think. Uh, of course, you can always go to uh, Hold'em Radio Network. You can go to the PokerFuse podcast page and plenty of other places that we've uh, endorsed over the years, carrying our show for a long time. And uh, we hope you'll join us every week. Uh, review the show. Uh, give us a subscription. And, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, is, is, uh, putting our show on so you can grab that there as well. So, uh, do that please. And, uh, you know, we got to keep Joe in action and, uh, you know, keep him off the beach uh, every day. (laughs) There you go. Uh, That's going to do it. Joe Costello, thank you so much as usual for uh, producing our program and doing such a great job for us. We do appreciate it very much. And look forward to seeing everybody back in another week right here, same time, same bad channel, here on Poker Action Line.
2: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.